3: It's time for, for couples, couples therapy. Yeah,
2: this podcast is Andy and Naomi's where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations, and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new drubu. They gonna talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy. I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's
1: And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We are a real-life couple. Real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Hello, welcome <laughs> to the show for this week in your life, dear listeners. <laughs> gentle listeners. Sweet listeners. Sweet, gentle, tender listeners. Comfortable listeners. listening to Sitting in your most favorite easy chair. With your earbuds in, just listening away. Welcome, welcome to the show, Naomi, my dear. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Andrew. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can t- I, but I don't want to uh, spoil anything for the listeners, uh, but I will say this: uh, I can tell s- s- when you are being formal. Uh huh. There, it, that means you are masking some other feeling, a sadder feeling, perhaps.
0: Fatigue. And Fatigue. also, don't
1: put me on blast on a podcast, okay?
0: <laughs> If I wanted to share that other feeling, I would have shared it. Shared it. A esque um, No, I'm just tired.
1: Yeah, just tired. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's a, a tiring world we live in. It's so a, It's tiring. an exhausted world. It's a decadent world. A decadent world. A decadent world full of fainting couches and
0: sleeping pills. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's idea of a sleeping pill, just for the record, you guys, is one single Benadryl. Yeah. So don't worry. He's yeah. not out here with his dolls. No. No,
1: no, no. That scares me. <laughs> anything that anything that could do, anything to my system, more than just give me like a a, a gentle uh, look, an Advil PM. It just gently tucks you in. Anything, <laughs> any drug that does more than that, I'm like, nope. It's a little butterfly kiss on your forehead. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun size Butterfinger in yeah. your trick or treat bag. <laughs> so, hey, before we get into the festivities, Naomi. Yes. I wanted to uh, bring up something. Uh, you know, we love follow ups on the show. I love, I love. I follow-ups all right you know when we do these advice questions we try our best to give decent advice and we love to hear what if people have taken that advice if they already if the uh, problem was resolved before we even were able to get to it you know or if
0: they think we're crazy yeah do you know what i mean i want that feedback i want that follow-up i need to know because it's like we talk and we say go with god but then i don't know where you went
1: so from Lauren and Cameron's episode, this yes. is a couple episodes ago. Okay, uh, someone uh, called in and asked. So they had a very jealous friend. Okay? Yes, I just want to give the yeah, the yeah, yeah. Cliff no, no, notes no, I'm trying to run no, this. No,
0: yeah, break it out. Jealous
1: friend, like they they said. I remember in it, they, uh, the caller had said something like, uh, if the caller posted something on Facebook and tagged someone else. Oh, yeah, would get upset. The friend would get angry. Yes, 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 yes. And that she had- Jealous of other friendships. Right, and she had been uh, in med school. She was a part-time paramedic. During the pandemic, she has a husband and child. And the friend was like, you're not making time for me. Right. Yeah,
0: rude, terrible And obviously,
1: we said something like, you know, get rid of the friend. Yeah. All right. So let me play this follow-up from The Caller.
4: Hi, Naomi and Andy. I am calling for a follow up. Um I was the voicemail that was featured on your July sixth episode with my favorite other i r c um Lauren and Cameron. Um, anyway, uh I uh wanted a follow up. I did drop that bitch, and I don't know naomi i i don't, I just every time I hear you, you I just love you so much because. You're absolutely right. She was a white woman, <laughs> and I didn't even say that. And the only reason why I, I I left it anonymous is because I know she turned me on a couple therapies. So I actually didn't want. I, I don't think she still listens to you guys, but um, she used to listen. She's the one who told it, who also told me. Yeah, I listened to that when I was talking to her about that. Anyway, um, just wanted to uh, thank you for your sound advice. Um, and funny thing is, when I dropped her right before I thought that it was going to be the hardest um, thing ever and it's like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders um and you could probably tell by my voice I'm much happier um other than that I did leave a second voicemail that did not cut off um so please ignore that Andy um thank you guys for all that you do you guys really helped me um through this pandemic just listening to you guys um Every Tuesday, uh, you have no idea how hard it was uh, when this first started. You know, every week it was like two to three deaths. And, you know, me working as a part-time paramedic as well as being in medical school, it's like you saw it every day, almost every day. But um, just listening to a podcast and just with real people, um, genuine people um, like yours, it was a relief. It was, It was a relief. It kept me grounded. So, just wanted to thank you guys and hope you have a great day. We'll get cut off this time. Bye.
0: <laughs> wow, I want nothing but the best for her. Oh my god! And I'm god. so glad to oh hear my it. God. Oh, I'm sending you love and light, honey, because you are on the in the trenches. You're on the front
1: lines of all this, and I'm glad we could
0: give you a little lull. But
1: I was going to ask, why does that friend? Or ex-friend Not listen to us
0: anymore Well I said If you had just told me that I would have said drop her Do you know what I mean If you were like I don't think she's listen To y'all anymore I said get rid of her rid I of wonder her.
1: why But then I'm like Oh right Because we're not jerks And she's like I need to that Probably the ex-friend was like I need to listen To jerks like me <laughs> <laughs> Only empathetic folks That's what I'm saying That's what we're saying I'm so proud of you I'm kidding Anyone can listen <laughs>
0: Anyone can Psychopaths. listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, yeah. Any, rate five stars only. Anyone
1: can join the Patreon. Anyone <laughs> can. I'm kidding. We've totally sold out. Um, <laughs> no, no. But I do like that Like, there is this community of like very empathetic people built around the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does give me a little bit of hope for the future. <laughs> um, speaking of the future specifically our listeners future. Wow. What an episode we have in store for them. Now, I said this in the thing. Normally we don't have uh two cishet white dudes on. Yeah. Two bit boys on. Yeah, bit boys. But uh I think we had a quite a wonderful time. Now Naomi, who are these guests? Well, we've got Jordan and Jesse, co-hosts of the podcast
0: Jordan Jesse Go on Maximum Fun, which we were on an episode a long time ago. How wonderful. Jordan is also the co-author of the sci-fi comedy graphic novel bubble based on the max fun podcast of the same name it's got monsters it's got robots it's got gore and lots of sex jokes which even though i'm sex negative i'll allow it (laughs) and you can get it wherever you get your books like you know your local indie a comic
1: book store Uh, it's everywhere like bookshop.org it's a good place to get stuff bookshop.org yeah also, Jesse is the founder of Max Fun. Absolutely. He is the host of Bullseye. Absolutely. And the uh, bailiff, or I forget exactly what, on Judge John Hodgman. Judge John Hodgman. Judge George Her- Jury. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, what a good time. So, without any further ado, roll it. I will say this. This is a momentous occasion That's true. to have not one but two sis whiteys on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah besides yeah. myself, I usually right. am that quotient. I I fulfill that. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. We normally offset Andy's Caucasity, <laughs> but tonight, <laughs> but today, you know, to have you two here, uh, this is this is huge. Uh, a place of honor you guys are holding, and I thought, you know. A twenty year
1: friendship. Now that's worth it. We gotta dig yes. into that. Because yes. I will say this. I'll put this out there. I see how you respond to this. Uh you guys are bit boys. Yeah, bit boys. But there I, I know there's more under the surface. When we had we've had bit boys on before. I am a bit boy myself. Yeah. <laughs> Although like I've gone through <laughs> therapy, so like it's been
0: um Well also though let's just say for the record too, before we started recording, literally Andy said a sentence that I didn't know what it, he just said, uh do I hear California Surfer? And immediately Jordan was like, Principal Skinner's talent show. Like Principal Skinner <laughs> yes. stands up. What he did so when impromptu- he went to open.
3: <laughs> when he went to do open mics. Yeah, comedy. Yeah, and I, you know, and thank you for having us on. And you know, and again, thank you for welcoming the cis het het white community into podcasting. Yeah, yes. we are
5: so excited to be here to talk about the New Yorker interview
3: with John Swartzwelder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want to like um, push back a little bit against your assumption that there is something underneath the bits. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nope, it's basically just Simpsons quotes and opinions about Star Wars. That is yeah. all we're bringing yeah. to the table. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's our culture. It's our culture.
5: I mean, I'm look, again, I don't want to correct Jordan. We've been friends for 20 years. I'm also willing to offer some sports takes. Mm, if anybody sure. needs wow. any sports takes, what teams suck, what teams <laughs> don't suck, I'm glad to help with that too. That's
0: so. huge. Wait, can we Rippers? talk? That's, uh, are you naming it just a team? Sure. a Team
5: Clippers. <laughs> He's actually he, he was trying to name types of boats, but if right. you want to go teams with that, that's fine. Tall yeah, ship. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so wait. Twenty years ago, though, when did you? Where did you meet?
5: I was Jordan's RA.
3: Yeah, oh, we at, at, at UC at UC Santa him. Cruz. So yes, Jesse uh, told me that I needed to join his improv group or had write me up for a noise complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I so we were we were at UC Santa Cruz it
5: was a performing arts hall which I was chosen to be the RA of because I had gone to arts high school I think um uh, and and because I had uh, I, I had befuddled the um, supervisors into thinking I was a responsible adult, um, but yeah, Jordan Jordan was on my hall, and um, you know it, as you would expect, it was a bunch of very sweet Dorcases on the hall, uh, a couple, <laughs> couple of people who are you know lifelong friends of ours, um, but also you know my, what I remember thinking is. Um, thinking where does this jerk get off thinking that he's funnier than me and then like three weeks later being like fuck this guy's funnier than me
3: (laughs) i mean yes uh so yeah i definitely like um you know as us as us as us cishet whites tend to do you know we definitely like bonded over like pop culture stuff like i remember jesse having a kids in the hall poster
1: you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, yeah. and a
3: tenacious d poster and like those were like the things i'm like oh i was the only guy at my high school who liked those things and yes. here's another guy yeah yeah
5: yeah yeah, totally we had I a nice that. kid on our hall who had uh the state's book uh which was <laughs> yes, already states, out by of print. State, maybe, by the state <laughs> yeah it was maybe like seven years old but was out of print and uh I would say just a whole a whole world a, a whole kind of emotional attention market surrounded Michael and his copy <laughs> of State by State by the State.
1: Yeah, oh. that's up there with Daddy's Boy. If you if you were in college you found which is the Chris Elliott and his dad wrote a book okay. called Daddy's mm-hmm. Boy. Okay. There's a couple of these it Okay, I, this is interesting. There, maybe there's one person in every high school <laughs> <Or> is it, <laughs> who, is, who is, who, like, I, in my high school, there was me and my friend, Josh, who were into, like, I like the Tick cartoon. Oh, sure, yeah. Kids in the Hall. And uh, I guess, was even Stranger with Candy out yet? I was no. going to say,
0: that was my thing
1: because I'm a little bit younger
0: than you, just a touch. And Strangers with Candy was mine. Like, if I saw someone who knew yeah, Strangers with Candy, I was like, sure. okay, you're one of my people, right? Yeah. Like, that was how you knew Okay, we can vibe. Right. Um,
1: So there's one Seth Cohen in every high school. (laughs) And then, Naomi, if I
3: was to say to you, that's what I want to be when I grow up a robot, (laughs) would that register to you as one of the all time great strangers with candy quotes?
0: Interesting, I wouldn't have said that. What I like to say a lot is pizza, pizza, pizza. Yeah. Which is just simple, you know. Yeah. Or calling any doctor doctor's orders, which <laughs> I really for some reason enjoyed that name. Doctor's orders. Right.
3: And like, <laughs> and a joke where you need to like dial a phone, but you just smush your hand into it. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: It's old- really beautiful, yes. that program. Yeah,
1: it sure is. It's interesting so then there's a, there's like a certain person in every high school or so or a couple people in every high school whose emotional currency is quoting this kind of like obscure pop culture stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get to college and you find a handful more. And that's so what I what I was saying, I know I was like being a little facetious, but like I guess there is some kind of like uh, uh alchemy. Ooh, emotional alchemy. Ooh, but yeah. emotional like alchemy between like <laughs> pop culture references did i hear cal <laughs> did i hear california surfer sure. like that like someone else knowing that and be and like their heart being like fluttering a little bit like yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're so- you're feeling someone seen gets me.
0: yeah you're feeling seen for of someone course. to really like hear you or see you in an instant i think especially when we were younger right like that was it when you were like 20 and you're like you get me? It's like right. no, you don't you know, we just have the same thing we like, but it
3: means so much. Maybe we shouldn't uh forge an emotional relationship based on having all the Mr. Show episodes on VHS, but here we
5: are. Here we yep. are. We should mention that our college co host had all the Mr. Show episodes on VHS and that was a big deal. It was a big time. deal. He also had yeah. every
3: Larry Sanders, so Yeah. But I think I think I think in 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 me and Jesse's case, I think yeah. it started with that you know very very standard you know we're two alternative comedy guys who like the same alternative comedy stuff. But but yeah, I, I think I think it you know what happened is that we kind of were two guys whose kind of work styles complemented each other. I think we're both like guys who like to talk about something and then actually do it wow yep.
0: uh, huge that's yeah. huge
3: <laughs> i think uh, maybe maybe you know these types of creative people <laughs> who maybe sit around and uh smoke weed and talk about vague ideas for screenplays and then <laughs> get mad that they don't get made even though they haven't written them uh <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah jesse i think i was i always like i was always so impressed that like When Jesse and I would have an idea, we would we would try and do it, which I thought was really cool. And uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of like a reason we still work together.
5: Yeah, I think that we also even when we were 20 and 19 or 19 and 18 when we met, um, I think that when we were making stuff like we had the idea that we were making it for other people to enjoy. And that's not to say that we weren't like doing jokes that cracked each other up or being mm-hmm. weird and dumb and being 19 year olds. Uh, But I think that in addition to like showing up to actually make stuff, we both also had the idea that like the point of this is to do something to connect with people. Uh oh, okay. So if it's pure self-indulgence, um, you know, there's what are what are we messing around for? They um, learned that early, so, Andy. Yeah. So Jordan and I were Jordan mm-hmm. and I were while. also like the people on our improv team that that flyered. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. we weren't making any money, but like we did right. the stuff yeah. when we, we went had down a to the we went show. down
3: to the Kinkos. We made the <laughs> yeah. copies. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, and we and you know we always our college radio show. Uh, started at a 7.30 a.m. time slot and UC Santa Cruz's mm-hmm. campus is really big and the buses didn't start running until 8. So oh, uh, we had to walk in the, I mean, basically in like movie fog. You know, the UC <laughs> Santa Cruz campus, right. it truly is like uh, it, 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 at seven o'clock in the morning, the UC Santa Cruz campus is like a place where you would go to meet Sasquatch. Um, okay. <laughs> and we would walk, you know, half an hour walk to get to the radio station up a mountain um to do our show and the reason that we did it was we were both that kind of guy and i think um that's a that was a big
3: especially a big deal at that age
0: yeah yeah and yeah, i had yeah.
3: not trained myself to like coffee yet so yeah that was
0: (laughs) wait how did you do it because I'll tell you this morning I put vanilla ice cream in some cold brew because I could not handle the taste (laughs) I hate the taste of coffee but I know I needed that energy and so I just took a little spoonful of vanilla and it really helped offset the bitter god
3: damn genius um
5: I mean I, I don't see the problem in what you're describing. This sounds Yeah, like this a sounds right. I think you uh yeah. I
3: think you just I think you just invented a food truck that'll <laughs> allow you to quit entertainment if you'd like.
1: No, no, no. We just went to the doctors for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> in forever because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we are falling apart as people.
3: Wait, we can- do you guys
5: go to the doctor in tandem? Jordan, we should be doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you we could have you one could...
0: car. So yes. So it was like okay. we'll each do appointments. We have different doctors but at the same place. So I was so, like, let's both do 10 o'clock so we can ride together. I
5: imagine the two of you, you know those kind of doctor's office scales with the little things that slide aclo- across the top? Mm-hmm. I imagine two of those next to each other, each of you standing on one and you're holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, holding
0: hands and looking at the ground because we will not learn our weight no no no.
1: i closed my eyes the, my doctor was like do you want to know i'm like no please don't tell me i i know i know things are not right i know things have happened in this last year right you know my midnight potato chip expeditions yeah we're not yeah we did not <laughs> did not make me healthier they so, took
5: blood samples from me the last time I went to the doctor, and they
3: said that it, it was just egg salad? <laughs> <laughs> Does that seem... Your
1: blood type is gooey. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's vicious. a shame...
3: It's a real shame, and I just want to take a moment of silence to recognize all the men that we lost on that potato chip expedition. <laughs> <laughs> the, those who did not come back <laughs>
1: no, to get the
3: wavy lays. Um, oh, so uh, I, uh, a, quick, a quick detour back to coffee and learning yes, to please. like it. Yes, um, I So before I learned to like coffee, I got myself an energy drink addiction i used mm. to work for a tv network that's not around anymore called fuel tv that fuel, fuel tv very extreme skateboarding <laughs> snowboarding and just guys stuff you know guys guys <laughs> stuff gear Wait. babs what? cars guy <laughs> stuff. Gear, uh, and because that network was that network there were cases and cases and mini fridges and mini fridges filled with Energy drinks, all the flavors of the flavor rainbow, Uh, and I got and I got addicted to those bad to the point where I would like salivate when I saw the logo. Wow! Wow. And I realized that it was killing me, and uh, but I got addicted to the pep, so I kind of like decided, like, all right, asshole, it's time to like coffee. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you're fucking twenty five. It's time to like coffee and stop drinking these three hundred calorie sodas. Um, So yeah, so then I kind of like. Made a concerted effort to like coffee and now I can't get enough.
1: I was imagining that, like, did you guys ever watch Alias with, uh, what's her name? Sydney Bristow? What's her real name? Jennifer
4: Garner. (laughs) Jennifer (laughs) Garner.
1: When she would go into like the spy part, she would have to go in this white room and it would turn red and it would make sure that she is, uh, she's like doesn't have any bugs, uh, on, bugs her. on her yeah, and stuff whatever sure but i imagined them. you went into one of those but it sprayed you with axe body spray <laughs> yes
3: yeah, so a kind of a <laughs> silkwood shower of <laughs>
5: of something that smelled like sandalwood yes yeah. Yeah, uh, and just but- put on his extreme mask on his way into the building.
0: <laughs> yeah, extreme <laughs> gears and babes. Gear and gear is so funny because it's such a. It means nothing, and yet it also means everything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, like, I'm into gear, it's kind of like what kind of gear? What does it mean? But at the same time, anyone who says gear, you know who they are. To some, I right. feel like
5: what it really means is buying things. Right? Am I mistaken in thinking that?
0: Well, like, unboxing videos? Like, that's what I yeah, think, right? Those people, like, they want to watch. Yeah, they want to watch you take it apart or put it together.
3: Sure. Yeah.
1: Is what that's is part fair. of. I don't, this this facet of maleness does not, I don't understand anything about it. And you even saying it, I was just like, I could not think of anything besides, like, Oh, right. There was a John Glazer show about gear, like a comedy, sure. like a joke. <laughs> yeah. show. That's literally where, again, this is the thing, but this, I mean, this is why I, I'm like curious about like, at what point, like my friendships that were based on bits, like my friend, Josh, we've been friends for like, I don't know, 25 years or more at this point. It had to deepen at some point. Right. There were like, we started to go through tragedies. Right. You right. know, uh, uh, parents and stuff. And like, just like general things. And it was, there was a point where it's just like, Oh, I guess we're talking about emotional things now, as opposed to, <laughs> and it was weird at first. That well, we Jordan that. and
5: I, Jordan and I, are each emotionally distant mm. in our own special way. I would say we're both from, <laughs> we're both from very troubled families, <laughs> and uh, we're both children of of divorce. And uh, I think that both he and I have by default, a lot of walls up. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're both comfortable with each of us is comfortable with intimacy in a different way. Does that feel fair to you to say, Jordan?
3: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that, you know, uh, uh, maybe the way I became a bit boy, um, My journey to and by the way, um, fucking great term. I want to applaud. Yeah, yeah. I want to applaud you two for that because all it, Andy, it, Andy. it says it. It's like gear. It just says it all. Yep. Um I think the way I became a bit boy is that, you know, uh, uh I, you know, my parents very turbulent relationship. My dad kind of bailed and went off the grid when I was a kid. So like he just kind of disappeared from everyone's life and you know, so just, and when he was there, it was, it was not, not fun. It was, you know, uh, perhaps, perhaps for the best. Um, But so, and I think I kind of took on the role as like cheer up guy, like, Hey, don't look at Jordan. He's doing a thing. He's, he's doing the, the, he's living in a van down by the river. He saw it on Saturday night live, you know? So, and I think I kind of took on that role and, you know, and I think it, put me in a position to where you know I it was hard it's hard for me to kind of process sad stuff because you know I've trained myself to like just start goofing around when it happens so Mm -hmm. you know that's something that I like have talked a shit ton about in therapy it's like how to just like be sad about something and acknowledge mm-hmm. that it sucks and mm-hmm. you know you don't always and if other people are sad you don't have to cheer them up you can just you know be sad with them
0: mm-hmm. uh
3: so yeah and i think that is you know that is a that is a thing that is how i became a bit boy and i think it is something that um i have to like be mindful of in my relationships mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think i'm also
5: um Uh, You know, I uh, my therapist told me that I have neat guy syndrome, which is that (laughs) whenever whenever I'm telling her about someone who's like uh, hurt me in some way or messed up my life, even if it's not a personal way. I mean I'm literally doing it right now. But I I tell I tell her what a neat guy they are. <laughs> like I'm like, "Well, they're really like they and I like list all their positive qualities and then yeah. she's like, "You can just tell me the <laughs> shitty thing they did to you." Right. <laughs> like it is okay. And I think um uh I'm probably a little more melancholic than Jordan, but uh I have a really hard time um uh being mad about stuff and negotiating any kind of conflict like Mm. both Jordan and I are, are conflict avoidant but I think um uh I'm like my way of dealing with conflict is to try and put everyone on the same page by being really clear about everything that's going on and thus theoretically had conflict off at the past when in fact in you know feelings do not follow rules uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, and I think that's about me you know my parents were uh an, my parents were in Custody proceedings until I was sixteen. From when Woo. I was three to when I was sixteen, oh continuously or intermittently uh, yeah. in court against each other, and they did not have the money to do this either. Mm-hmm. Like this was, this was a real, uh, <laughs> this was a real unfunded uh, yeah. luxury for them Anger to constantly really going. be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and like my dad died recently, and my mom still hates him. Like he tried oh. to reconcile with her, and she was like, "Nope." Um, uh, but so I always like, I think I tried to, I tried to avoid conflict by making sure that I never did anything wrong or Mm. like never didn't know what the rules were or never that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, so like (laughs) one result of that was like, I think I often, so like Jordan is uh more of an ingratiator like someone who is trying to make people feel comfortable um and i am like similarly conflict avoidant but kind of in the opposite way which is that i am like i'm constantly like uh uh yeah, trying to set the rules or make clear what page everyone is on, even if it is upsetting to people. And I think neither of us is any good at being mad at each other or anyone else. (laughs) I think for both of us, that just like feels like wanting to throw, like for me anyway, being mad just feels like wanting to throw up. Like I just feel bad. I don't get any like relief from Mm -hmm. being mad and I should, but I don't, yeah.
0: Well, I'm finding all of this very interesting. I love that we've managed to dig deep. Because, Jesse, I wonder, and Jordan, maybe you can also speak to it as a person outside. How has being a parent changed you? Because you have a child, and I noticed that, you know, when you speak about your child, you're very thoughtful and you're open, right? And I remember, again, like the first time you and I met was when I came to do the podcast and I remember leaving and being like Andy I was out of my element I was out of my (laughs) damn right you felt like you were back
1: in like improv 401 at UCB yeah I was like I was was just like you and 15 white guys
0: but I just also my brain doesn't think on that level like the extent to which like I don't like because what I always feel about not just bit boy not the idea of bit boys in terms of necessarily um you know jokes but also like I just don't remember shit from that long ago. Like I can't quote <laughs> something from twenty it's years. ago. A
1: particular ago. brain it you like it's references and also like, oh, this thing sounds like this other thing. And your yeah, brain sure. just goes from like <laughs> it's just like I, constant like consonants and assonants in your brain. And you're like, just kind I of like think, Oh, that sounds like that. So here's here's how these two things here's the joke between them.
5: I think I'm more likely to be referential than Jordan. That is a a way for me to make up for the fact that Jordan is more talented than I, um, <laughs> at least at comedy. We we both have talent. Don't don't get me wrong. Of course. Um, but I think that Jordan Jesse Go our show together, in some ways, is like a a pursuit of absolute meaninglessness. <laughs> um, like like truly like instead of. Picking like I think some I think what Jordan says about the kind of classic bitboy thing of only talking about Star Wars, like we will talk about Star Wars, but only in the most insane and abstract terms like it's not like we're getting into an argument over whether the last jedi was good i think we both agree obviously it was good it was the best star wars, movie <laughs> yeah. since the original star wars movies but like it's more about uh it, it will more just be like us making up the names of star wars planets or something like it is truly <laughs> yes. immediately goes into nonsense mm-hmm. and i think that for to some extent for both jordan and i that is, like, our happy place. Like, I look forward <laughs> more than anything else. Uh, and, like, you know, this year, uh, you know, everyone has had a horrible year. I have had a particularly horrible year, I think. Um, but, like, the nothing I have looked forward to more than just p- the pure nonsense of Jordan Jesse Go, And that's even relative to, like, I do another show, Judge John Hodgman, with... John Hodgman, who's also a really close friend of mine who I really love. And that show is about like comfort and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I long more for nonsense than I long for comfort and wisdom <laughs> uh-huh. in times of pain.
0: Uh-huh. 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 I hear that. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I totally understand that. I'm having flashbacks to like when I, uh, I think the last one of the last times I was at home and uh, my friend Josh came over. And we sat there for hours, oh, yeah. hours to the point where Naomi just left and went to bed. Asking Alexa to play different things.
4: They wouldn't let her finish it, though. That's what
1: was making me crazy. Like, you would get up to the first chorus, and they'd be like, Alexa,
0: play this. And I'm like, I want to finish the song Alexa started. And yeah, I just, never felt more like a
1: sitcom wife hours. than in that moment. She was, was lotion like, on her arms as she was like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to yeah. bed. And the like, worst you
3: know, part was you had burned the casserole. Exactly. No. And Andy's boss is coming over, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know whether he's going to give him the big promotion or not. Exactly.
1: Yeah, no. Like, Naomi. I didn't have an Alexa. So I was like, my parents did. I'm like, oh, let's see what this does for hours.
3: It plays Nonsense. 30 seconds of a song.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
3: Naomi, on. I want to say that you were great on Jordan Jesse Go, oh, and people sweet. often tell us how great you were. I remember we have like a Facebook page where we'll post like, um, you know, stuff our past guests are up to. And I remember like posting one of your stand up clips and it just blowing up with. People saying how funny oh, you are, and also nice. should be noted. And I, I, I imagine <laughs> you're in a great place with this, um, but just I think it 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 should be said that like, you know, maybe you do feel a little bit uncomfortable with the kind of like bit boy word association. But <laughs> God, but God damn, you have such an impressive comedy career. You've written on some of the funniest True. shows with like the funniest people. So I mean, like. I think there is this weird, you know this weird like stereotype that the like bit boy reference vibe creates a better writer or a better comedian when it like doesn't. Like you don't need that yeah. and it like a lot of the most a lot of the like funniest people are more quieter and thoughtful than that. So yeah, yeah. anyway. That's, that's and Naomi, nice.
5: that's I wanna be clear. That's not to say That it's not impressive that I did one day on the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Um, Obviously, I have also been very successful in comedy. Absolutely. But you, you too have a remarkable resume.
0: I'm just slower. Like, my brain, like, it's not like I don't, it just, like, takes me, like, like, because even, like, in working, I'm always, like. Oh, I know what it is. I don't like, I'm nervous that if I talk too much, they will discover I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm really careful about when I put it out there. I, I like mm-hmm. go in my head and I'm like, okay, is this funny? Is this going to sound good out loud? How do I like sp- sell it? You know what I'm doing it? When you do all that, you're only getting like three pitches in a day with all yeah. that brain. I mean, training. probably three
3: great pitches, you know,
5: like anyway. The yeah. the other longest standing relationship in my life is with my wife, Teresa, and she and I have been together since we were seventeen, oh, wow. and um, Teresa, like one of the amazing things to me about Teresa is, um, like, the only point we have very few points of conflict, but like one of the only ones is that uh, she does things really slowly, and I was always just like, is that just because she's kind of from the the exurbs, and I'm from the city, or like <laughs> what is that? And then she went to law school. And as I watched her go through law school and thought about how the extent to which I could not do that, um, like watched her sit and study law books. And like that she didn't, it's not that she wanted to learn them. She just (laughs) wanted to finish law school. And and I was like, I I couldn't do that in a thousand years. Mm -hmm. And actually earlier today, the therapist said to me that, she has extraordinary what they call executive function skills. Like Mm -hmm. her mind is able to manage itself. Like that's one of her greatest skills. She has extraordinary emotional skills too, but um, she has incredible executive function skills and she finds comforting being deliberate, um, making the right choice, considering all the options and so on and so forth. Whereas as soon as... (laughs) as soon as i am faced with a situation that i can't immediately solve in my head and like i think i'm i'm relatively good at that but like as soon as i get beyond that you know is basically as soon as i got past algebra i mean calculus <laughs> a as soon as i got into calculus b and i couldn't do the problem in my head anymore uh, i was like fuck this i'm out of here fuck you You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, no, no fucking way. And I feel the same way about feelings. Like if I have a conflict with somebody that I can't figure out what the answer is to it, or if I don't feel like entirely righteous, like if I have mixed feelings about Mm -hmm. it, like if I feel entirely righteous, I can be pretty good at being mad at somebody. But if I have even 15% mixed feelings about it, it just makes me want to cry, like cry and throw up. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same way about anything. Like I went to, I went to a stress management class and I found it so stressful to sit there <laughs> that I quit after the first day. <laughs>
0: oh, that's too good. You needed it most of all. Yeah. And yeah. you were like, no, get me out of here.
5: So, honestly, the irony of that just occurred to me. Like,
1: <laughs> as I said that
5: out loud, I swear to God, that's how unexamined of a life I'm living. Boy, how howdy. <laughs>
1: So when did your friendship deepen past, like, word association? Was it fatherhood? Was it therapy? Was it Teresa? Yeah, because you both said
0: the T word, which you know we love here on the pod.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been, I I don't know. i You know, I've been thinking a little bit about it as we've been talking. And yeah, and I think I have been in therapy for maybe eight years. And it's, you know, it's, God, it's helped. I mean, I, I... Uh, I imagine you have a very nice sensitive audience who's open to these kinds of things, but in case there's somebody out there who still (laughs) thinks it's weird, it's not, it's great. Do it. Um, But you know, I mean, I think, I think the reason that our friendship has deepened is that I think tonnage has something to do with it, (laughs) right? Like we've been doing this goofy yak show for, you know, uh, 20 years, if you count college radio Mm -hmm. and you can only make up star Wars planets for so long. Mm -hmm. Like you will just statistically accidentally talk about your feelings a little bit. (laughs) And, you know, especially like, you know, this year where we're all kind of crammed in our houses and looking for something to talk about, like, I don't know, you're kind of just sitting living with your feelings. So, yeah, Yeah. yeah, I think that, you know, if you, you know, with your, if you have a a bit boyfriend, um, And I think I'm sure you guys have acknowledged this, but I think there are bit boy can apply across the genders.
1: Yes, yes, sure, yes, sure. absolutely. It's non gender specific. Yes, yeah. there
3: are bit people, bit, bit girls. Yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. Bit, There's uh, no doubt that boy is spelled B O I. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, it, it, with if you spend enough time with the bit boys in your life, like the feelings will creep in. And just I think the fact that we've been doing bits for so long. Um, you know, just by necessity, some feelings have crept in, and I think our audience has been really nice about it. They seem to like like it. They don't call us names when we talk about feelings. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like they're kind of into they're kind of into it. So I think you mm-hmm. know, like obviously, I, I don't you know I don't think uh, you know uh, I don't think our show's going to go full Marin anytime soon. But
4: like, uh, but they
5: knew our the people who are listening to Jordan Jesse go know that they've signed up for a show hosted by and you know run by two beta cucks. Sure. Like yeah. they're aware sure. of I would say um I like we probably spent the most time together when we were in college. Um and many like you know that might have been the most like friend stuff we did together in terms mm-hmm. of volume. Because, I mean, among other things, like, I was essentially married uh, immediately upon leaving college. Um, and, you know, m- my my then-girlfriend, now-wife, was my girlfriend at the time when we were in college. But she wasn't around. She went to school on the East Coast. So, um, you know, it just sort of changed my lifestyle right away. Mm-hmm. But um, But I think that over time, like... I mean, I've said this, you know, once in a while we will do for for members of Max Fund, people who donate we will do like a behind the scenes episode. And I've said it before, but I really mean it, which is like the two things like obviously I got into business with Jordan because he's so talented. I was like, I can't believe there's a guy on my hall that's this fucking funny, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was like, this guy is just lives four doors down from me. And this is like this person is like when we were 19, he was professional level funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I would say the two things that I have admired most about Jordan in working with him are number one, the thing that we talked about that, you know, we had another friend who was just, we have another friend who was just as talented as Jordan and works in show business in a non-comedy field and is successful at it. Um, but you know, when we were that age, he had a really hard time with the showing up part. Um, and, uh, and Jordan never, never fr- like, it was never a time that I was worried that Jordan wouldn't fulfill his obligations. Yeah. And, and I felt the same, like part of my conflict avoidance, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> was that I was pretty compulsive about like doing the things that I said I would do. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so people would be happy with you.
5: Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and so, well, or at least so they wouldn't, I wouldn't have broken the rules that keep us cool. You know, like, uh-huh. 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 I didn't, I didn't understand until six weeks ago, uh, <laughs> that you're supposed to like maintain your friendships. I believed that, <laughs> I believed in my heart that they were either at stasis or there was, uh, or someone had broken the rules and they were broken. Um, those uh-huh. were the only two. Uh, like yeah. calling people to check in is something that yes. I have to force myself to do. But I'm with like you on that, yeah, yeah. But uh, but the other thing, the other thing about Jordan that has always been true, that is always incredibly impressive to me, is that there has never been a moment when I have seen Jordan not working hard to further himself and when i say that i mean both professionally in that like i would when i graduated from college i went back to san francisco and kept doing my college radio show like people think that because i'm like a business owner and stuff i had like a grand vision for what i just was scared to change Uh, I was just like, I'll just keep doing this forever until (laughs) someone takes it away from me uh, and work as a secretary. Uh, Jordan Jordan moved to Los Angeles, which, you know, despite its physical proximity from Orange County where he grew up, like it's not like Jordan grew up knowing people in show business Mm. and like went to work in show business like right away. So and at every point in his career, like there's not been there's been very little in Jordan's career that has been handed to him. Like I have very rarely seen him uh, get a gig because of patronage or because (laughs) he knew somebody or whatever. I mean, that is the nature of show business to some extent. But like Mm. I think relatively Jordan has had to scrap for every bit of his show business career and has never shied away from doing that even when it was sad.
3: But I will well, give a take this moment to give a brief shout out to Grandpapa Bezos. Yes. <laughs> well Grandpapa has has provided a little grease for the wheels
5: of industry. Sure, yeah. Right. Grandpapa <laughs> Bezos, Uncle Spielberg.
1: Yes. Uncle Spielberg.
3: Uh yes.
5: I mean yeah. I think that I think that Sharon Morris, uh, Jordan's mom, probably provided a little bit of help uh, when when Jordan was trying to get a job and he needed some lactation counseling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, But so that's so that's one piece of it. That's that's one piece of it. I would say the the other piece of it is that same thing is true of him as a person like Jordan has always been an immensely caring person and someone who was always trying to take care of the people around him for the trauma-related reasons we just discussed. Right. But he also, like, the things that I used to secretly inside myself tear my ha- hair out about that were just nothing, no big deal things, but just things that partners would get annoyed with each other about, those kinds of things. Like, anytime I was like that, I would be like, But to be fair, you're being a dick because Jordan has all has grown a lot in that area and is continuing to work hard to grow in that area. And like at this point, those things that used to be annoying to me or whatever, like that level of you know, those kind of like partner annoyances that you know break up bands or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. um, or equivalent, like. Jordan has worked through them. Like I've seen him work on them really hard to take care of himself and the people around him. And like, I don't, I don't think I know anyone in my life who has worked harder to be a good and full person than Jordan. And I think that like having myself, like I grew up with pretty fucked up parents uh, who were also really amazing and one of them, uh, my dad, uh, had been an, an, an addict and had been before before I was born, had been homeless and um, had, you know, had just a really fucked up life. And um, in large part because of mistakes that he had made. And then he made more mistakes with my mom. Right. And I grew up going to AA meetings with him when I was little because my parents had split custody and he did not have money for a babysitter. So I would just go with him to meetings. Um, and, you know, as much of a fucking mess as my dad was until the day he died, uh, one of the things that I admired most about him and tried to learn from him, although, you know, it took a while, was to try and be better today than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um just in terms of being in the world and the other people around you. And that is a quality that I've seen in Jordan for 20 years. Like, um, you know, Jordan grew up in these really tough family circumstances. And I think also like, you know, like I had the gift of, I didn't grow up in show business, but like I grew up in San Francisco with parents who were bohemians or whatever. And like, there was never any question that like, I could go around and like be a weirdo. Like that was, that was presumed. Like if anything, my parents were disappointed with how square I was. Right. They were like, of course, of course be weird. Um, And uh, I think, you know, Jordan grew up in a outside of its fucked upness, a relatively normal family where uh, you know, his mom is a nurse and his Father disappeared and he lived in Orange County and, you know, in Orange County, as Jordan has often said to me, like his peers in high school drove lifted trucks to school you know like my my, oh my, my peers and my peers in high school were like trying to submit to international arts competitions you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my my peers in high school were like singing and dancing in the hallways but like at a professional level yeah. like i was yeah. one of the least talented or interesting people in my in my like peer group you know <laughs> um and so like jordan had to fight for it you know and it's amazing to me like he just decided to do it and did it you know
0: i love i love this that was an ode that was an ode to jordan from a best friend and that was beautiful and i loved it um and that actually changed how i thought about you jordan because i did not know you were a scrapper
3: no yeah i know i do i do listen i do reek of privilege well
0: i always hear oc you know what (laughs) i mean like someone from new york when i hear orange county i think of the TV show, yeah, like I think of fancy only, oh. yes. like you yeah, yeah. of course every city has layers and levels, but of course, that's just yes. what I think. Like if you're like I'm from Orange County and I work in TV,
1: yeah, that would just that but, would be the line I would assume, you know. But it sounded sure. like you were more Chino than the <laughs> OC.
3: I was a little more Chino, and I that is about all I know about the TV show The OC. <laughs> so let's this is a this is a bit boy bit that I cannot play along with.
0: Okay, well uh, then that's a perfect time for us to take a quick break. And answer a couple of relationship questions. Are you guys ready for that emotionally?
5: Oh, yeah.
2: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Ryan Reynolds here
5: from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: Back. back we're sitting here with Jordan Morris and Jesse
1: Thorne and we are ready to yeah. handle
0: your scandal
1: one quick question
0: but I was ready
1: <laughs> go ahead i just wanna <laughs> know, I just want to know what the with the op like what was going on what really was going i mean I, I said it as a joke but like I meant I did mean what was going on in the oc that you're like that you're dealing with as a kid what do you mean like, is it like in my head, like, uh, like you don't, I was about to say something about the TV show. Be like, were you more like uh, Jimmy <laughs> and, uh, or was it more like uh, the Coens? Like, I, I realize that doesn't make sense, but like, you know, that you are like now that, that like built you to be like, well, I'm going to strive. uh No, I mean,
3: I think that it, it, um I, boy, yeah, that is, I would love, I would love to, to take that and make it my identity <laughs> uh, I think I think really what was going on is like obviously Orange County now is a hotbed of um how would how should we say <laughs> QAnon weirdos uh don't take away my personal liberties the <laughs> the vaccination has chips in it um so that's the kind of like stereotype of Orange County now um but I think at the time i listen there was there was there was weird shit but it was a pretty like happy nice place to grow up and uh people were very supportive of me uh i wore a dress to high school for a little while and people were fine with it they were cool with it i like painted my nails and braided my hair and like yeah so i i i i would love to have the troubled childhood narrative because it makes you real cool um but I you know obviously my 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 dad was kind of a shithead but my mom was very nice and everyone was nice and supportive and they just let me be like a weirdo and Mm. when I said I wanted to like go to UC Santa Cruz and then move to LA and do improv everyone was very nice about it um so yeah I think that like I I got the nice chill part of Orange County and not the like oppressive conservative part i just got the like chill surfer bi- vibes and flip flops and follow your dreams and live laugh love, right. live, laugh, um, love. Be- because the sign from target says so, so. Yeah. that's
0: true that's true
1: i just wanted to fi- like i felt like i needed that i needed that piece of the puzzle okay just, all right it before is. we get into so, this, I, I yes please now, listeners, send us questions over Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, voicemail. We're going to start off. Alex. Start Wait, hold on.
5: Gmail? The Google Mail? <laughs> yes, Google Mail. Can you send me an invite? I've been trying to get an invite. <laughs> Googlemail.uk.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, this first one, I like to start off with softball sometimes. This first one comes to us from Twitter. Hey, I have a question for y'all. Cowboy hat emoji. Okay, I've been dating my girlfriend for about a week. <laughs> a week? We've made they out move fast. <laughs> things I've heard things move faster in COVID. I've heard
3: that uh, you gotta you gotta get into the <laughs> you bubble. Gotta you gotta
5: get in. into
1: yeah. the
3: quarantine. Sure.
5: Uh, it's been three days since I met my wife, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is recent. So this is not like a holdover. This okay. So so this is, is, is okay. This is. Okay. Uh, so this was in quarantine for sure. Okay. Uh, I have been dating my girlfriend for about a week. We've made out several times and I don't feel anything. It's pleasant, but that's about it. We are both very physically affectionate and like to hold hands slash cuddle whenever we can. I've read that if there are no sparks in quotes that the relationship isn't right. I'd like to say fuck that, but I'm also scared. Mm-hmm. I got butterflies when we first held hands, but I think that's where they stopped. Mm-hmm. We were talking slash crushing for four months before we started dating. Maybe I'm just in my head because this is my first. Well, everything. Mm-hmm. Eh, give it a couple of weeks. IG, what's that? I don't. I guess. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not this up person's on my young and cool. Internet slang. I've decided to collect more data before seeking advice. I've made it sound like I don't like her, but I really do. And it ends there. I guess. What should this person do?
0: Yeah, they're wondering basically like. Is not feeling this does not feeling the sparks when making out mean that they're not supposed to be with this person.
5: Now, I want to put some context around this, and the context is that, um, I have literally never dated anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, unless you count like taking a couple girls to like the uh, the ice skating rink when I was fifteen. Oh,
1: um, what did you grow up in the nineteen fifties? Basically, <laughs> uh,
5: Jesse grew up in a little town called Pleasantville. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in black and white. My uh, my first instinct about this, and Jordan, you can bring your dating experience to the to the uh, question is. My first instinct is that this person should give themselves permission to have this kind, like in the context of them liking this romantic interest, that they should give themselves permission to have any kind of romance, uh, sexual feelings about this person for a while. That they should also bear in mind that, if it doesn't take and and the fact that they like this person and like spending time with this person is not enough after a while uh they should also give themselves permission to say i like this person but not but i do think that that, that those that physical stuff can blossom over time like mm-hmm. i i don't think that they should discount that possibility but i hope that they won't lock themselves into something in a, for a really long time that that doesn't have uh I'm gonna say boners and wet pussies. <laughs> mm. Fair,
3: fair. B and W P.
0: Lowered. You know I'm sex negative boys. I don't like that kind of talk.
3: So oh, I'm we didn't. We oh, gosh, we we didn't know. Uh, we did, maybe didn't read. All, we maybe didn't read all the email. So yes, Please
1: say wieners and Chinese instead.
3: Chinese. <laughs> Jordan, what do you think? Like, you're, yeah. you're, you've uh, been, sure. You've yeah. 20 I mean, years I'll, of dating experience. I'll, though, I'll, I'll preface this by saying, uh, don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> 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 I have, <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, this is the exercise. So I'll pontificate a little bit. Um, yeah. Like, some, it is, it's, it is, it, you cannot predict who you'll be attracted to. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, like, I think, you know you have your type the kind of person you slow down to look at when you're on instagram you know (laughs) but that is not always the person you'll have the most chemistry with you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's mysterious you have to allow for it to be a little bit a little bit mysterious and like yeah like i you know i've dated for 20 years and actually some very very I have very very close friends who are like people i dated for a while and we weren't a match but we still had a ton of connection and you know it was weird at first but now we're great friends and mm-hmm. a big part of each other's lives like that is totally something that happens i know a lot of people you'll get this weird narrative like oh you can never be friends with someone you mm-hmm. dated like th- the person saying that has a catch a glitch and should go to therapy. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you get someone who's emphatically saying that to you, it's, it's wrong. You can, those can be like really rewarding relationships. So like, you know, obviously this is a week, it's new. The world is so fucking weird right now. Like, I can't imagine like starting a new relationship during all of this. So like, give it a little time. It's just been a month, but like allow for the fact that like, maybe this is just like a good friend that you'll have to turn into a good friend and it'll be a little weird but you can do it i'll say this
5: i'm so thrilled to be with my wife uh and like is the most fulfilling relationship in my life and just and i have so many diamond hard boners for my wife just (laughs) like just glass cutting boners Mm. uh but like my wife is not really my type like if if i like I I did like I started dating my wife when we were in high school because uh our mutual friend Max was like Teresa has a crush on you and you should ask her out. And I was like sort of dating Teresa's best friend and um uh I had no idea and I at the time didn't have a crush on Teresa. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, "Well, Teresa's pretty cool." And then I did notice her jugs but um
3: jesse this is you a work. sex negative can we Sorry. say thank boobers you. can we say <laughs> uh, form? Um, physical
1: form her form
5: sure. thank you uh, form. her yeah. memories <laughs> Ugh, we were in a, we too a much, too far. figure <laughs> drawing class together sure um and uh like I think if if I if after oh, this was a week, right? Like if after a week, I only I was like I'm 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 only taking it past a week, uh with, um, uh, rockabilly chicks with Betty Page haircuts, which is both Jordan and my type, I think. Um, uh, like I would never have had the most fulfilling and bonerful relationship that I could ever have hoped to have. And there's like not a moment where I feel like I made the wrong decision for that. And, um, you know, like, it's not like I, I want to be clear. Like, it's not like I wasn't attracted to her, (laughs) 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 but like, if you think it's going to be perfect, um, like, uh, maybe do a reevaluation in a month.
0: Especially because I agree with that because of what they're saying, which is, this is not just has, that has been a week. But it was that they were saying, this is my first anything. So this is also Literally a person. Literally everything. Yeah, everything. First right?
1: everything.
0: So it's also like, it's not simply this person, but it's also you in a romantic setting with someone. And you yeah. don't know, like, and you're learning kind of the what language. you're like. You know? Yeah. And it's especially to, like, you know, what can happen, we were crushing for, like, four months before we got together. And, you know, depending on you know, this person's age or the intensity of their emotions. Sometimes you can crush real intensely and real hard. And then when you get with that person and it's like, okay, now it's just like life. You know what I mean? Now it's just like, you want to watch a movie and it can be a little deflating. So depending on where you're at and like how you feel things emotionally, you also could just be dealing with that, right? Like going from the crush to the reality.
5: Right. I would also say this is first everything for this person. And that in itself is a lot like, It's a lot to carry, and I want this person to have permission to carry that relatively lightly, as lightly as they can manage. Mm -hmm. Um, It Mm -hmm. does not all hang on this one thing. Uh, So see what's nice about it and what isn't it and react to that appropriately, but give yourself some room to do that.
0: That's true. That was good advice, I thought.
5: Do you guys want to try voicemail?
0: Ooh, I yeah, love a voice so, sorry
5: about the advice, by the way. that it, uh,
0: <laughs> No, I think that was good. Plus, also, as you guys, I always say, I love your voicemails because it lets me hear where you're at emotionally. So call us, okay?
1: 323-524-7839. <laughs> so, well, before we... Jordan, what's yes. been, like, your longest relationship? I have had... I would say that
3: I've had a couple of, like, two... You know, two and... Two-ish and three-ish year relationships, okay. and then like yeah. you know, um, yeah, so around there.
4: Okay. okay. Well, you got
1: a good foundation for the ne- this next one then.
4: Hey, so I'm just calling because me and my husband have been married for six years. It's been really great. Everything's great, but mm. when he comes home and it's time to do dinner time, bath time, everything, he almost just kind of like hides in the room. And I sometimes when I ask him, like, hey, can you do the dishes? Can you do this? I've done them for the past five days. I just feel like I'm nagging, and I feel really bad. I just really wish that he would take more responsibility in the house and with cleaning. And I don't really know how to ask him that. So I'm hoping that maybe you guys can help me. Thank you very much. And I love you both. I hope that you are blessed and safe and happy.
3: Thank you. We love you too. (laughs) I like beautiful. Love the love the little the the little bit of the southern drawl. That was yeah. It's just a guy's like tender. Couldn't couldn't have liked that more.
1: I do. I would like to point this out. Usually when someone calls in and you hear a, it's great. Everything's great. (laughs) Uh oh. That's yeah. That's like my my like uh oh meter goes up. Our house is on fire
3: and the toddler (laughs) has a knife, but everything's great. (laughs) I swear to God, (laughs) it's all fine. We're doing. We're thriving. Live, laugh, love. It's a. It's a cheese knife. I'm bringing out crackers. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We think it's gonna be okay. We need to teach them about charcuterie. Charcuterie. Um, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) cheese.
1: Yeah.
3: So I think my gut is saying uh, this husband needs to fucking uh, show up. But I'll be a little. I'll be a little more compassionate because, like, like you know, one of the weird parts about living with someone is that, like, everyone has a different definition of what messy is, you know? Mm -hmm. Messy is different to everyone, and I have, like, lived with people who think I'm a slob, and I have, like, lived with people who, um, uh, yeah, I've wanted to hose down. (laughs) Uh, so, you know, I think I have been both the, the, the slob and the, Oh, gosh, this should be an odd couple reference. Who are the odd couple? I've been both the Felix and the Oscar in relationships. So, you know, I, 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 I think if if you feel like you haven't talked to the husband about this, you know, sit down and explain what neat means to you. And if he hears that and still isn't showing up, um, uh, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I would say that I think
5: in a lot of... And this is something that I've learned from doing so many episodes of Judge John Hodgman with married (laughs) couples, so, so many. Um, uh, I think that there is a a disproportionate cultural expectation about men's and women's contributions to the home and work at home um, uh, in heterosexual married and long-term relationships. Um, And I think that the... There are many men who, for, I was going to say for good or ill, but for ill, (laughs) um, have grown up not taking responsibility for their own home life. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's when they were children, when they were adolescents, when they were young adults. You know, there is this stereotype of women sweeping into men's lives and like fixing them and cleaning them up and taking the (laughs) dirty laundry off their floor. And what that story really is, is a story of women doing work that they should not have to do. Um, But I, I do think it's also worth remembering that like that burden is also a. It's not reflective. It's not necessarily reflective of malice. Right, mm-hmm. that men who have grown up in that cultural context sort of just receiving the misogyny of the culture in general, um, uh, you know, just because they have never interrogated it doesn't mean that they hate their wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, I would encourage her to communicate with her partner and say, um, I see you needing to recharge after work. I see you needing to spend time alone, whatever it is that, that she sees that he's doing during this time, which is significant and important for all of us. Um, but I am carrying a lot of burden in the home and it does not feel right and appropriate to me. Um, and you don't have to be a You don't have to it doesn't have to be mean, like it doesn't have to be angry, even it can because it may very well be that she's explaining this to him and it will be new information to him. Um, And that's unfortunate, but that's about cultural context as much as anything else. And so I, I think like, honestly, if it was me, I would be like, maybe we should make a chore wheel. Um, yeah. because I, I don't want her to feel like she is nagging because of this thing that is, com- she is completely right about, they should be sharing the work at home. And it may be that there are parts of the work at home that she prefers and parts that he prefers, you know, like I've, I've heard from a lot of couples where, I mean, like in, in my, in my own home, right? Like, uh, I like cooking and my wife doesn't. So I do most of the cooking, um. I, because I do most of the cooking, and neither of us likes cleaning the kitchen. I usually clean the kitchen. <laughs> like she likes our children better than I do, so she does more <laughs> childcare. Uh-huh. Um, she's more patient with our children than I am. Um, you have Multiple children? I thought you just had th- one. Child. I have three. I have three. three Jesse, um, that's too many. <laughs> so I mean, I think uh, I one. think
3: that uh, that they owe each other. <laughs> no, do other... not give the child to me. The child will not be okay. <laughs>
5: I think they owe each other um, at least one round of like, and I'm sorry to be the guy that avoids all conflict by establishing rules, but like clear and explicit (laughs) communication around this um, and some assignment that feels equitable to both of them. Uh, And if she still has to be nagging after that in the long term, then he's an asshole.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. With us, there's nothing. Sorry, Jordan, you go.
3: Oh, I was going to ask Andy and Naomi, do do you guys – feel like you're the same amount of neat versus messy?
1: No,
0: Andy is cl- is orderly and does all the housework.
1: Well, no, <laughs> but what I was going to say is when it comes to housework, it's less about like what we like and, and more about like what I don't mind doing. Like what can I do and listen to a podcast at the same time? I can cook and listen to a podcast at the same time. I can dust, I can vacuum, all that stuff. Uh, and there's just certain things that I just like – folding clothes like washing and folding clothes just i hate it for some reason yeah. i don't know what it is about that but yeah. like there's something at my core that i just fucking want to like <laughs> throw the washing machine out the back window i just fucking hate it and naomi does like a majority of that i'd say 80, 80 to 85 i say 90 yeah my, 90% my wife I won't argue with it my
5: wife made the mistake of when we were like 22 years old and we were living together telling me that uh she doesn't mind doing the laundry so while i do my own laundry uh because i'm a clothes freak um she does all the rest of the household laundry oh Uh, really so just your own yeah but it's on the same it's on the same basis like she doesn't mind doing it so great then she should that's that should be one that just as i don't mind doing the cooking uh like great problem solved
0: I, I also think, too, like, I agree because I was also going to say, too, like, oh, you know, writing it down kind of, will you do this. But I also think a couple other things, you know, because it's true, like, the best way to sort of start this conversation in a way that doesn't feel like an attack is also don't do it when he comes home. And, like, the kid, you he's in the room and you dealing with the kid, you're like, get your ass out here. I mean, it's not like you would say that. You sound very, very tender and loving. But I think yeah, it's like... you it also
5: probably would be weird if you said that because you're not African-American, I'm guessing. She her.
0: might... Honey, she's Southern. It she would might be a weird...
5: Work. That's possible. <laughs> but
0: she... But I'm Just
5: like, concerned about her appropriating African-American <laughs> vernacular English.
0: But she could like, you know, like on a weekend in a mellow moment, hey, I'd love it if you did this. Also, one of the things... Because especially I think I really just relate to that idea of I don't want to sound like a nag. And it's like... You know, and it's and I can imagine too, like... Before they had kids, these kind of things weren't a big deal because there wasn't as much of it to do, right? Like once you have a kid and it's like, God, everything's dirty all the time. It's more to do than I'm sure before that. So the dynamic has maybe changed for them. And so it's that question of sort of like on a weekend when you guys are mellow, being like, hey, can you do X, Y, or Z for me by X date or time? So giving somebody like, hey, could you do the laundry by Friday? Yes. Or can you do whatever? Because like when I asked you to do stuff, I realized it's like, because I know sometimes we will – not butt heads, but you'll get annoyed if I to do something, and then I go ahead and do it. You right. know what I mean?
1: And I'm like, well, I was going – like, it's on my list to do. Know. And it felt – because what it feels like in those moments is that you are uh, – that you don't trust me to get it done, even though I do a lot around the house. Yeah. Well, and right, you're, and I
5: mean, that's just because you're not trustworthy, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what are you, the inside of my head?
3: <laughs> it's not that I'm, tr- I'm not
0: doing it because I don't trust you. It's more like sometimes when I ask, it's really because I want it done right away. Like when I say do this for me, what I really mean is like do it now for me. Do it now and the exact way I want it done. Right. In which case I check myself, realize that, and I'm like, well, if you want it done that badly, do it yourself. Right? Like if I'm impatient about it, instead of being like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Then I just do it. And then if it's something that I don't really, you know, it's not a pressing need, I will be like, hey, can you do this for me by X date? Like what I could not bring, like, I'm so messy, y'all. And literally bought like cork boards, dry erase boards. I was like, I'm about to get my life. I'm about to put up these cards. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to break this story. I left those goddamn boards on top of my desk for a good month. A yeah. month. There was no yeah. need for it. And I was like, Andrew, will you put these up for me by the end of the weekend? I just like couldn't, I couldn't, and I don't. I mean, know I why. think we have identified.
5: Yeah. We talked about this earlier with me and my wife's different thinking styles. Like we've identified one of the great things about being in a successful romantic relationship, which is that hopefully at least some of your skills, you know, there are things that are overlapping, and that's wonderful. But some things may be complementary. And that's wonderful, too. The only piece that I would add to what we've talked about with this particular situation is that there are a lot of couples where one person works outside the home and the other one doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those situations, at least from my experience on Judge Sean Hodgman, Um, often the person who works outside the home does not see the totality of the work that the person who's inside the home does. Um, And this is, you know, speaking of misogyny, often, not always, but often the person working outside the home is is the man in a heterosexual relationship. And uh, that man is not recognizing the totality of the work that that the woman in that partnership is doing. This may also happen in... Families where uh, the woman works outside the home, the man doesn't. or same-sex couples, but this is something I've seen a lot in in uh, heterosexual couples where the man works outside the home, and so it, it's important to remember that just because you're you're bringing in the money or whatever doesn't mean you that your partner is the only one who is responsible for doing work in the home, uh, because work in the home is typically especially if you have kids far bigger than a nine to five job um Mm. and so in the hours besides nine to five you still have the responsibility to contribute you know it may be a different contribution because you're not there from nine to five you know you can't pick the kids up from school you know but uh that is also an important thing to remember
1: that's true this was a good one andy how'd you feel i feel good i want to know now we're here at the end naomi Mm -hmm. i gotta know how you're feeling towards Bit Boys? Do you do you think? Because I'm gonna say when we had Dave Foley and Paul Greenberg on. Oh, I couldn't take it.
0: <laughs> Naomi, I couldn't take it. Naomi was
1: furious, livid, furious. Yeah. Love Dave Foley with all my heart, but Naomi could. Naomi was uh, was like a second away from burning down the studio. <laughs> Second away. Listen,
3: I mean, yeah. I think we can all agree that you know, bit boys, while not the worst thing in the world, are a, a net negative on the culture. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not
1: QAnon, but uh, <laughs> true. Yeah.
0: No, true. this was good. But, but I, I, yes,
1: I want to know how you feel.
0: These were bit boys who became emotional Elmos. <laughs> all right, they revealed like the Muppet. Good. Yes, I didn't know what else to do. Or Bit Boys Who Became Motional Men. Bit Men. No, not Bit Boys From to bit, bit Men. Boys
1: to I'm still hung up on
5: Jordan saying like the Muppet, like you were referring to a different Elmo. <laughs> like El- Elmo Thompson, your old neighbor
3: or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess Elmo, Elmo has kind of like become a less popular baby name since the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I and mean, yeah, it's the opposite of Daenerys. I was like, is there a <laughs> is there a silent film actor maybe named Elmo? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, Daener- These are my kids, Daenerys and Elmo.
5: Right. <laughs> da- Elmo was Millard Fillmore's vice president or whatever. <laughs> right.
0: I liked it. Yep. Sorry,
5: saying. we're doing we're doing bits. No, Naomi, it's fine. We should it's, be it's, listening. It's, it's
0: the end, and it's I, I understand yeah. You guys, really st- kept it together for an hour, <laughs> yeah. and I think that now you've earned. <laughs> you earned five minutes of playtime. Thank
3: <laughs> you, Naomi, for letting it. That's another kind of bit. Boy, bit is the obscure history bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So,
0: How do you remember it? I don't remember. I was we, good at school, but I remember nothing.
3: Yeah. An well, I mean, history
1: you, of the Bitboy. That's
3: what. Yeah. The- you learned to uh, interact with your peers on a <laughs> more honest and straightforward level, and you didn't have to store away funny details you <laughs> saw or read about. Yeah. Oh. All the time we could have been
5: engaging with the humanity of others, we were just <laughs> noting specifics we could use later. Sure. <laughs> like a type of backpack that a certain sort of guy wears.
0: Oh. Oh god. You guys god, Jan
5: Sport You one of those Jan Sport motherfuckers, aren't you?
0: <laughs> you guys do keep me young though. You know what I mean? Bit Boys keep you. me young. Keep That's me true. Teasing, keeping me like what are what's what are the jokes? What are the I mean, hot? and your
3: your skin looks great, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. Yeah.
0: So much. It is it is it's is because I live with a Bit Boy. You know full oh. time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it does really just take
1: years off my face. It's a combination Same
5: thing of- for me, but my wife is an avocado, so uh,
3: the oil <laughs> is really yeah, yeah.
1: moisturizer a bit boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you guys, thank you guys so much. And this is so you wonderful. You two, are,
3: you two are wonderful. Yeah, this is a blast. Thank you. Bye.